one of my teachers actually said to me, Hilton, you are stupid and you will be doing this class again next year. And without thinking, I said to him, sir, I've seen the school records and you've been in this class for 10 years. But the show is life, isn't it? Life is what it's about. It's you've got to make it happen. I would rather die on stage than die eating over the bus. You don't get on and go straight away. You fail, you practice, you, you start again, you make mistakes. Even the guys at the very, very top make mistakes. Are you seeking to broaden your horizons, to stay relevant and become future fit? Do you want to fuel your creativity and inspire innovation? Or are you simply looking to put the kapow back into your business? Then look no further. Join Carmen Murray, entrepreneur, innovator, and tech fundi with her big personality and presentation style as she interviews celebrities, alchemists, newsmakers, and business experts to discover the stories behind their success. The Carmen Murray Show will open your mind and help you turn knowledge into magic. Let knowledge be your superpower. And now, from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. Future Fit Tribe, before we start today's episode, if you are looking for more inspiration, visit my column on bizcommunity.com where I unpack the burning marketing issues that businesses face today. You can sign up for our Future Fit Masterclasses at booyah.co.za to build connected customer experiences and also check out our other cool services. Last but not least, don't forget to book your tickets to our regular FutureFit networking events aimed at helping you surf the tsunami of change. The events bring fresh perspectives with tour de force speakers and thought leaders as we debate, learn, inspire, connect. Tickets always sell fast, so book today. All the links you need appear in the show notes of the episode or on the website. Now on with today's show. Today we have in studio Barry Yilton, who is no stranger in South Africa. He is a world-renowned South African stand-up comedian, but also the most down-to-earth guy I know. King of comedy, known as the cousin, actor, TV personality, and motivational speaker. Barry, a warm welcome to you. It's so amazing to have you in the show today. Well, it's fantastic, Carmen. Thank you so, so much. Isn't it wonderful how the wonders of the internet are? Because I'm sitting here in Amanis watching the whales and you are in <laughs> some stuffy office somewhere. But it's great. Let's enjoy the show. Let's have fun. We are going to have fun in studio, definitely. Absolutely. So I like to invite comedians, not necessarily to entertain our audience, because I think that uh, comedians has a, a, this wealth of knowledge that they can share with us. On stage, they have this persona of entertaining us. But then when you start going unplugged and you start learning more yes. about them, there's a lot of depth and a lot of hard work that goes in behind the scenes. And one of the topics that really fascinates me about you is, you know, how you rise from an engineer all the way to the top. And or how, electrician, actually, or not even an engineer. Oh my gosh, yeah. sorry, electrician. And no, and it doesn't matter. It, but but the fascinating thing is, is you know all the sacrifices that you had to make throughout your journey, and now you mentor 
everybody. And I think that there's a lot that the corporate environment can learn from this. One of the things I have to tell you, so since I started hanging out with a lot of artists and performers lately, I realized something very profound. It's a passion-led career. It is Absolutely. Not, it's not easy for, for people to make it even. It takes a lot of determination and dedication to take it to the top. And public has a very different perspective on that. So what is your why? Why did you choose comedy as your vessel to express yourself? Comedy chose me, actually, because it was my way of getting out from the humdrum. I was in, in school in, in that. I was always told that I'm stupid and shut up. You're never going to be good enough. But I was always sharp. You know, one of the things I talk about on stage at the moment is one of my teachers actually said to me in Standard 8, he actually physically said to me, Hilton, you are stupid and you will be doing this class again next year. What have you got to say about that? And without thinking, I said to him, sir, I've seen the school records and you've been in this class for 10 years. See, so that's how it happened. And I got such a hiding. It was frightening. But it made me realize that because the whole class just roared with laughter. And that was what happened. When I used to go out, I would use comedy as a, to break the ice. And it made me feel great, you know. And when I, I watched these guys and I tried to speak to so many people and not many people would help me. And then I bumped into a guy called Johnny Noble who was a huge star at the time in South Africa, just when Biltong and Potros had finished. And I said to him, please, sir, can you help me? I want to be a comedian. And if you get hold of Johnny one day, you'll tell him, his words were to me, right, let's go into the shop here. I'll buy you a coffee and I'll talk you out of it. And I said, no, 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 no. I want to be a comedian. And he actually said to me, well, what is the reason for it? I said, well, I like to be funny. I believe I can be funny. I need somebody's help. And I want to go over the world and I want to be famous. Oh, and then I'll probably get some money. And he said to me, that's exactly what I need to hear from you. Because if I'd have said it the first place, I want to be rich. That's the wrong way. For me, it was. That was my style. Everybody wants to have money. Okay, everybody wants that. But I wanted to entertain people because it made me feel great. So I actually, through Johnny, we had to fib and I pretended I was from Liverpool <laughs> and, and I had to talk like that, like a Liverpool bloke. Dead <laughs> you do sure. it well. I do it. And actually what happened, I got the gig on the basis of that. And uh, after a couple of weeks when I was talking like that all the time, <laughs> one of the managers came in, he said to me, he wants to give me a longer contract. And I said, do it. It's great. No problem. And then he actually said to me, um, but we need to clear up something first. And I thought, oh my God, I'm bust. They found out I'm a South African. I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? And I said, well, what's the problem in my best Liverpool accent? Listen to me. I've heard that you can do a really, really good South African accent. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so that's genius. how the truth came out. So I started off that. And then I, I just worked and worked and worked. And I, I, never, I never said no to gigs. I just worked. And then people said to me, you'll never make it in England, which then drove me to go to the UK. And I did exceptionally well in the UK. And my mum got sick. And I wasn't really in a, in a very strong marriage at the time. And it just was too difficult for me to stay in the UK. My mum was ill. So I decided to come back to South Africa. I thought, is my career over? No, it actually went just when it started. Because when I came back to South Africa, I'd actually worked for some greats, including, and I thank him every day for that day, he doesn't know, Billy Connolly. 
because I opened, I opened for him in Jersey in a thousand seater venue. And he came to me after my show, just before he went on and said to me in his best Scots accent, you're very good. You're very good, son. You're very good. But you need to stop telling jokes. That's what he said to me. He said, just talk about life. And I thought, wow, wow. And I watched him work for four nights. He changed my life. He doesn't know this, but I'll say it again. Mr. Connolly, thank you so much. You changed my whole life from just telling jokes to talking about life and being fun. And it's, that's like 35 years later. But he is, he is quite an incredible man. I mean, my husband oh, is fantastic. a big fan of his. My husband's Irish and he absolutely adores Billy Connolly. I love Billy Connolly. I just love him to pieces. He's just great. His way he talks about life and he brings the things from his boyhood and childhood and he talks about funny stuff. And I, I basically started doing that about sort of 30 years ago in South Africa, staying away from the jokes, although I can do jokes. For instance, when you go to corporates in South Africa, a lot of the corporates, there's a lot of old school folk that want to hear there was two guys walking down the road and the one said. So I'm able to do that. But I mean, generally, I talk about life, what's going on, just having fun, having a good time. When you started like entering the, the world and you started realizing, oh my gosh, I have a right. When was that moment? I was asked to go and open for the extravaganza at Sun City when they only used to have Americans and Brits and things like that. And I did eight months at the extravaganza. I was employed for two weeks, but they kept me for eight months right to the end of the season, you know. And then I immediately went to a club in Johannesburg, a notorious club called the Runway Bar which was frequented by British people. So they used to bring British comics in there. So on the strength of that, they allowed me to go in there and I stayed there for four years. Wow. So I'd arrived. And then because the, it, was a, it was a lunchtime and cocktail, lunchtime and cocktail all the time, and a lot of the audience was the same every day. So I went into survival mode when I would say, give me a subject and I will tell you a joke about it. What they didn't realize, I was doing my apprenticeship all over again, but getting paid for it. It was great. So they would say something, tomatoes, you know what I'm saying? And I would say a joke about it, whatever. So that was great. So you've arrived. Now, Johnny Noble, he's actually given you ground rules when he discovered you and he said to you, Absolutely. listen, this is the way that you're going to do comedy. And also, as you referred to Billy Connolly saying to you, listen, talk about life. And Johnny Noble's approach was very, very clean in comedy. So the, a very yes, different very approach clean. to what we see today. Yeah. And you've literally taken that to heart. And how did that differentiate you from what was happening around you in that time? Well, a lot of the pub comics, they were getting quite coarse and quite rude and things like that. And I made a promise to Johnny that I would always be clean. Johnny Noble said to me, I'll give you a great tip, son. You might not be a superstar, but if you keep it clean, you will always be in the scene. Mm. And it's the proofs in the pudding. I'm still around after 35 years keeping it clean. So I work in churches and people come there. I also, I mean, I can do it as good as the other guys. But the fact that my humor is clean and, and open, it gives me a, just a much bigger audience. And it's great. And I love it. And Johnny also said to me that uh, he helped me because he saw my talent. One of the promises I made to Johnny was if I ever see anybody that has a talent, 
I must pass it on and give them help and show them how to do things. And I like doing that to young comics. There's been some really cool comics that I've helped along the way that have now made their way and they're doing exceptionally well. And I'm proud to say that I just gave them a little shove in the right direction, which I think is great. And that's what all people should do generally in life. I think this is also something that we're seeing a lot in the corporate world is like, from my perspective, what I've noticed a lot is a lot of young people would reach out to you, please, will you mentor me? I somehow find a frustration in that because I feel like I want to mentor, but also at the same time is, you know, there needs to be a give and take for, from both sides because if I'm going to invest my time into you, what are you going to do to make a difference? I don't know. Like, how do you approach that? Because I'm sure everybody wanted to be mentored by Barry Hilton. Well, here's a gig. I did a show a couple of three years ago uh, at Carnival City where I did 4,200 people. Sure. Okay. That was a big, big, big audience. And I heard of this one comic, and I won't tell you what his name is, but I phoned him up and I said, listen, I'm doing a show and it's sold out. There's 4,200 people. Would you like to come and do 15 minutes, hmm. you know, before I start? And he said to me, how much am I going to get paid? And I said, are you serious? There's 4,200 people are going to see you. Hmm. So the guy said to me, Listen, pal, I'm a professional. I need to get paid. And I said to him, do you not understand there's 4,200 people that are sold out here and there's opportunity for you? And he said, people already know who I am. I'm a pro. I said, have a nice day. But other guys, I mean, if I make Glenn Biederman Pam is on a television program now. He phoned me up about 100 times and said, please help me. I said, yes, come. And then I let him come on when I was doing some theater shows. I remember going to see Jason Goliath, who's doing exceptionally well now. And I was concentrating on his jokes. And Jason will say that, he'll tell you that he noticed me in the audience. And I would say to my wife, Sandy, this guy's flipping good, man. And I could see he was concentrating on me because I wasn't laughing at his stuff, but I was looking how he could do stuff, you know. And I could see oh, I, I affected him. So I actually found his number and I SMSed him. Or I think I WhatsApped him or whatever. And I said, hey, listen, it's Barry Hilton, you know. <laughs> I want to tell you that you were flipping good. And you are definitely going places. And look where he's gone. You know, I'm going, I know. It's not my doing. But the point is I gave him a little bit of an encouragement. And look where he is now. He's doing exceptionally well. And good luck to him. Yeah, they were actually in studio a while ago. Yes. It was the Three Goliath Brothers. The and Three Goliath Brothers, yeah. It was manic in the studio. You know, when I do um, this, I'm more calm. and. I love it. I love it. It's so approachable. Yeah, I can be funny all the time, but what for? I want here to talk nonsense to you and have fun. And I just, I'm very appreciative that after so long, people still want to hear me. I'm going to cry it. now. No, don't no, cry. <laughs> but listen, one of the things that I wanted to dive into with you in terms of mentorship is like, who was your first mentee? Who was the one that you recognized for the very first time and you literally guided them to where they are today? And what was that journey like? It was great. You know, I helped him get on. I told him this, do this, do that. Oh, in fact, a long, 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 long time ago, <laughs> there was a a guy called Kurt Schoonrod, who now owns the Cape Comedy Club. Oh, wow. Kurt Schoonrod. And uh, he used to – I noticed him. He, I was working in, in Mowbray in Cape Town, and I went there about every sort of month for about six months, and I noticed he was there all the time. 
watching me and watching me. And I went to him and I said, what's up? And he said, no, I'm a comic. I want to be a comic. Do you mind if I stand here? I said, no, watch, have a look, go mad, you know? And then he said to me, will you come in to see me? And I saw him a few times and I said, why don't you try that? Why don't you try that? And once again, you don't have to do it for hours and hours. If the guy wants to learn, if they want to do things, mm. they go forward. And they're so cool, man. And he's, and he's got his own club. So, yeah. Kurt Spinard, you must, yeah, very, very good. I'll tell you what. I worked the other day with a girl called Shimmy Isaacs. You yeah. must get this cherry on your shirt. She is dynamite. Is it? Shimmy, I'll yes. definitely look into that. Yes. And there's a Zimbabwean comedian people should look out for in South Africa. His name is Long John. Oh, my word. He's exceptionally funny. <laughs> so he's, No, but so comedy's in my blood. I love it. And I'm very blessed. I mean, look at this now. It's a Monday afternoon, I think. And I've got time to sit and talk to you or other people out there slaving at work. I'm sorry, guys. I, but, I know. It's the know. worst life ever, isn't it? Oh, my it's, gosh. Oh, You're man, watching well. Uh, ten years. I did that for <laughs> ten years. I hated my job with an absolute passion. I hated it. I hated mm. it. So, yeah. It's not an easy task, especially with, with the times changing. I mean, people are becoming like the walking dead professionals. And I find that people are so disconnected at the moment and getting people to connect. I think comedy is the best way to connect people. I think that's why yeah, humor is definitely a way forward. I use humor in the most macabre situations. I lost my brother nine years ago. I'm sorry. And, uh, no, it happens. He phoned me up couple of days before he died he was in hospice and uh, i was backstage in durban and he said to me i'm gonna die hmm. and i said well you're not the first oak you know what i'm saying so, and then he <laughs> said to me that uh, no no listen the doctor hasn't given me long what should i do and because humor comes out i said commit fraud because the judge will give you nine years you know we had a good <laughs> laugh we had a good laugh about that but here's the strange part about it was I put the phone down. He said to me, come and see me because I'm going to die. I said, I'm coming as soon as I can. And as I put the phone down, they called me on stage. And I went on stage and did 75 minutes. Sure. Yeah, but that's the way life is. Any comic will tell you that this stuff has happened in their life and you have to put that aside because the show must go on. Yeah, definitely. So you said life, life must go on? Life, the, yeah, the show must go on. But the show is life, isn't it? Life is what it's about. It's you've got to make it happen. I would rather die on stage than die eating over the bus. Really. <laughs> you, that's the best way to die. Absolutely. And there's <laughs> another thing, I, and using that term, if you hear a comic, an artist, a radio DJ, anybody who says that they've never died on stage, they're lying to you. The, you know, Why the do you say that? Have you ever had a bad show? Yes, I have. Well, there we go. But <laughs> if you speak to a, a comic and you say, have you ever had a bad show? And they say, I've never had a bad show. They're lying because everybody's had a bad show. Everybody. You wouldn't believe me. It's actually one of the questions that I put down here is like, have you ever experienced that? Oh, you I'm see, I'm a psychic. Up. I'm a psychic. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I phoned a psychic yesterday and I said to him, who's speaking? And he couldn't answer me. <laughs> so, so yeah but it's it, it's part of the it's part of growing up as an artist you've got to fail yeah, otherwise that's you're so never going to go forward 
I do a lot of public speaking in terms of, um, you know, in the business circuit. And yes. there's some days where you go, yo, I did such, I did, I did so great. well. That was so great. Yeah. And there's other times where you just feel so deflated and for days you want to lock yourself in the room and you're like contemplating oh, in your head. Worst. I mean, that come down is just like something you can't explain to people. And no yeah. matter what they say, they can't lift you up. I mean, surely you must have experienced that so many times in the beginning. I actually spent last year i actually checked myself into a psychiatric clinic because i had depression so bad i wanted to kill myself but it was me i actually said to my wife sandy i was being terrible and i was just focusing on the negative things of life because it happens and then i said look i, I need to go and i went to this clinic and i got out in record time and i'm cool and i actually go see a therapist and here's the thing i'm not scared to tell anybody that i love that because that's who it is. Mm. You know, if you can say, no, I don't get depression, you're lying. Because everybody, you can't feel 100% all the time. So if, you, if, you've got, if there's anybody out there right now as we speak that are suffering and feeling bad and down about themselves, speak to somebody. Speak to your friend. Speak to somebody. Go see your doctor. Go see them. Because there's nothing worse than mental illness. Because it can be helped. Enough of that, Dr. Phil. <laughs> oh, you always manage to get a joke in there on a serious note I mean I totally agree with you I think that you can't be always projecting this positivity in life I mean there is ups and there is downs and there is things that's going to drag you down and you can't Massive. pretend that it doesn't exist and I think Absolutely. that's this whole world that we live in has become all about a persona how you project yourself um, you yes. know the first thing people do in the morning I haven't looked at my Facebook page I'm telling you as we speak now, for three months. Good for because you. Because Sandy does my posts. And if I have something funny, I tell Sandy, please do that. You know, my wife, Sandy, or my boss. I don't know. She's very good, hey. She's, She's so very, organized. very good. Yeah, so <laughs> after I got sick like that, I realized that my Facebook likes mean nothing. It means nothing. It means, it's nice to know that I've got fans and I appreciate my fans that laugh with me and have a good laugh. But... I don't wake up in the morning now and see if my likes have gone up and down because you get pulled into that trap, you know. I wake up in the morning and think, wow, it's sunny outside. What a cool day. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. Sorry, my ears are a bit weird. My piece keeps on coming out. I think it's trying to leave me. Oh, it's, it's on the it, – oh, it's, it's right here. That's a pun. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my God, you got me on that one. I was like, oh my God, the, the sun is going. <laughs> I really have to commend you and thank you for, for being so honest on, on a topic. That's probably a very hard thing for many people to talk about. Yeah. But I do think that the society that we live in is forcing us all to become these zombies. And, you know, I was watching a show last night. I don't know if you watch a lot of DSTV. No. You've got a beautiful nature around you there, so you, you don't need TV. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Yesterday... In the morning, my son was surfing. I was bodyboarding. I went, tried to do oh. some surfing. In the afternoon, we went to the lagoon. I was oh. sailing and I went paddling and I went fishing. So, seriously, what a joy. What a life. What a life. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, we are all stressing about, like, where is the next thing happening? Where is the future taking us? I'm also one of those misfits and one of those rebels that always try and challenge the status quo. Absolutely. And I'm always, if, if I may be so bold, I'm always trying new things. I'm always doing something 
out of the ordinary. And I love it when people say to me, oh, that'll never work. I love it because you say, so I'll show you something here, Paul. So slacker. It I is love a nice feeling. Job. It's a nice feeling, you know. Steve Jobs talks about this, right? Where he says when you not look anymore. back to your life. Not anymore. No, no, no. Not anymore. <laughs> shame, man. What a waste. What a shame. Such a brilliant man. And we were having our first Future Fit networking event last week. And um, the lady that works with me, she was in the car with me. And I said to her, just play um, Steve Jobs for me. I need to listen to him. And I put it on YouTube. And I was listening to his commencement speech. And she's never heard of him. It's my domestic worker that I'm trying to to train up. And she listens to it. And she's like, oh, wow. my goodness, who is this man? And when I told him he's not, told her he's not alive anymore, she was completely devastated. But she it's remembered so many of the words. Yeah. Future fit. That sounds like an advert for clothing you're going to wear next summer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, come to Future Fit. The clothes will fit you, providing you don't eat. <laughs> yeah, no, that is exactly that. It's exactly that. Trust me, I've lost 30 kilos, hey? So I'm fantastic. It's Don't you miss your life. leg? No. <laughs> oh my good God. I didn't know. I'm going I'm getting my own personal one-on-one comedian session here with That's Barry fine. Hilton. Well, 30 oh kilos God. is fantastic. Well yeah. done. You it was quite saying. a journey, and I think that's that's almost like a switch went off, and now I'm taking on it, things. Yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely it's a must. So just to get back to what Steve Jobs said, so he said when you look back towards your life, and you, you all the dots connect. If you look yes. back at how all the dots connected in your life and all the lessons that you learned, yes, what, what what are they? Patience. You must be patient. Nothing happens overnight. You have to. You have to accept, not defeat, you have to accept failure a hundred times before you succeed. And you will know that. I used to do, all I do a joke about, did you know that for every success there are 12 failures? So I'm trying this joke for the 13th time. (laughs) Sounds like the AI joke. That's what life is about. You don't get on and go straight away. You fail, you practice. You, you start again. You make mistakes. Even the guys at the very, very top make mistakes. But they say, you know what? I made a mistake, guys. Let me, I won't do that again. Yeah. So that's no, how it true. works, folks. You know, it happens, you know. Got to be cool. Life is cool, man. I, I, I'm very blessed. I have a multitude of children. I, I have six kids. Wow. Yes. My oldest is 41 and my youngest is eight. So basically that tells you I've been going to the spur. <laughs> For 39 years? <laughs> I've been at the spur for 39 years and I still haven't worked out the words to <laughs> Rumor has that on the stage. You've been there more than me. I was a waiter at Spur. <laughs> Hashtag GCM. Yeah, so my life has been very colorful to say the least because I have got six children. It's really cool. And I'm very lucky and they all seem to love me, so I'm okay. Who doesn't love you, Barry? My ex-wife. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Well, well that, that's an exception of the rule. <laughs> yeah, I think she does still love me. She just doesn't want to admit it. Yes, you yeah. see, exactly. I mean, we as women are nurturers. We always love. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's great, eh? You know? L- this, listen, we've got a tradition here on the show. So 
at the end of every show, we play this game, which yes. we know you are going to sponsor our game on the show going forward. Yes. So only to be fair to the future audiences coming here and the future guests that we're going to invite, you're going to play the game with me and torment me. Okay. Can I quickly explain the game again? Yes, sure. I have a game I invented called Smart Ask. And what it does, it's a family-friendly game that brings families together. And all you have to do is answer three questions correctly. But all of the answers are in multiples of three. So it's not that easy. And you can see over here there's a multitude of categories. If you envisage Trivial Pursuit or 30 Seconds or something like that, it's a similar vein to that, but they have singular answers. We don't. This is a pack of cards, fits in your bag, fits in your pocket. You can play with your kids, play with your friends, have a drinking game if you need to, <laughs> have a jaw. And all you do, you pick up a card, the six questions on the card. Okay, I don't know if you can see that, folks. You can see the six questions on the card. And then you would ask one of the questions on the card. Now, I've picked up here sport. Sport, the six oh, questions no. on the – so now let's start. Can I put my glasses on? For, yes, you put George your glasses Clooney, on. look out. <laughs> okay, there we go. Name me three Italian football clubs. Can they be imaginary? <laughs> if you want to be. Roma. Yes. Um, 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 I'm just trying to think. Roma – Napoli. Napoli. Oh, she's almost Napoli. there, ladies and gentlemen. Two out of three is not bad. <laughs> Napoli. And uh, geez, like, can I just make up one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's not ravioli. Okay. No, it's oh, not ravioli. So it's you didn't get that one, but you risotto. might have got, you might get the next one. Here's a nice easy one. In the category of history and geography, name me three African capital cities. Um, Nairobi, um, yes. Johannesburg, yes. and uh, I'm just trying to think of Botswana, um, Gaborone. Yes. Okay. So now, so now you've got one point. Okay. So now you now would ask me, but I'm asking you because I'm in charge of this game. In okay, food we, and nature. We, sorry, sorry, Barry. Should we make it fun and put the ticket to it? We've got a ticker for uh, one minute. Let's go. go. All right. Let, you're going to start. Let's, now. let's amp it up. Now, do bit. you want this one or shall I bring the other one that is more family friendly, the Smart Ask Junior? I think we'll play one minute of the, the Smart Ask and then we'll play one minute Junior and see how terrible I am. GCM. Okay. You've got one minute. Let's go. Tell me when to okay. start. Now, go. Okay. In arts and literature, name me three some Chinese astrology. Jeez, like, no, that's not one. <laughs> the monkey. I don't even know what to answer. Okay, next one. Carry on. In okay. entertainment, name me three Steven Spielberg films. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> hey, I'll name, give name. you a clue. Jin, 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 jin. Jaws, 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 Jaws. Ah, and. Ah! <laughs> Jurassic Park. Oh, you got one more to go. You got one more to go. Saving. Okay. E.T. 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 There we go. You got a point. Wow. Jeez, it, I let's, got go, let's get something else here. In in sport. Ha, name me three South African cricket stadiums. In sport. Um, there's one in uh, India, Barbados. I uh, just can't remember what it's South called. South African. <laughs> okay. South African. 
Yes. Okay, she's got one out of – serious? Okay, let's <laughs> try it with the other one. That was the grown-up one. We're going to play Smart Ask Junior, which is a much more family-friendly game. We sell much more of these than we do of the others, which is great because it's family-friendly. And we're going to start the clock now, please. Okay, in the category of Let's Play, name me three water sports. Oh, um, water sports would be jet skiing, um, it would be foofy sliding, and it would be <laughs> foofy sliding if you're going over. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, water, okay. Okay, don't worry. Paddling. In Out and About, Diving. name me three African languages. If you don't get this, you're fired. Zulu or English? Yes. Okay. There we go. In Let's Play Again, name me three types of fishing. Fly fishing? Yes. Deep, deep dive fishing? Yes. Um, I don't know. I can't think of other. Is there another form of fishing? Um, string fishing? That'll do. It's a high <laughs> Listen, if you can see Barry Rock rolling his eyes out. Going on, going on. Next, next, next. Here we go then. Oh. In the category animals. Yeah. Name me three animals with tails. Three animals with tails is a dog, a cat, and a lion. Oh my gosh, this woman's brilliant. She's not a vegetarian. <laughs> oh my gosh. In daily life. Yeah. Name there's an easy one for you. Name me three South African money notes. Oh, money notes. So we start with 200 rand, 100, 100 rand, 50 rand. Is the clock gone? Yeah, the clock is and gone. Just for me I'm and you, fun. can I just tell you one? Name me three months with 28 days. Three months? All of them have 28 days. You got it in one. You know how many people say there's only one, but there's not. There's only 28. So it's cool. So smart ask. It's a jewel. It's good fun. I clearly need to brush up on all my South African. See, see being married to an Irishman, everything is international news, international everything. Yeah. But I'm going to have to brush up on my skills here. It's, it's going to be on to the guest now. So what are we going to do is we're going to play this with the guest and we're going to tag you in every time when there's a fun part of the game so that you can also have a good old chuckle and hear how people are playing your game. That'll be brilliant. Yeah. So we just want to thank you so much. It was so much fun just having an afternoon chat with you and just learning more about you as a human being. I find you to be so authentic and so real and learn so much about you. And, and you know what? You're so, so humble. And I just want to thank say you. stay awesome and we love you and keep on doing the great work. What's next for you, by the way? Uh, supper. Supper. <laughs> Guess what? We're having a braai. Ooh, no, braai. I'm, I'm doing some corporates next week and then some concerts and then I'm going overseas again and uh, whatever. Just... It, Taking it easy. What I do is Sandy does the bookings and tells me a couple of days beforehand because I just worry about other stuff in life like fishing and canoeing and playing with my children <laughs> and having great fun and playing smart ask, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Okay. Cheers. Bye. Bye. To our amazing audiences around the world, thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes, which will help others find us. You mean the world to me, and I thank you for being part of my journey to get people future fit. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Barry Hilton, and you've been listening to another Solid Gold podcast. Stay tuned.